Welcome to the Third Generation Networking Podcast with your hosts, Debbie and Greg Peters. Welcome to another episode of the Third Generation Networking Podcast. I'm Greg Peters, the Reluctant Networker, and with me is my co-host, Debbie Peters, the networking guru and also my mom. Hi, mom. Hi. Hi, Greg. How are you? Doing just fine. Getting really into the Christmas spirit right now. We've got all the decorations up in the house and the lights are on. And, you know, of course, I'm a little frustrated with my outdoor lights because it seems like every time I get them all working, something else goes out. So uh, I may have to actually consider buying new ones instead of, re- you know, continually reviving the ones from 15 years ago. <laughs> yeah, it might be time. Like, let's think about the average cost per year and it's probably down to two cents now is it or something like that but yeah you know it's, I, you know me i'm just i have a hard time giving up on the decorations because especially some of them are hard to find and the ones you can find are really expensive well i was going to say and the ones from 10 15 years ago are much nicer much better i think quality higher, than, higher quality yeah, yeah. I, i've got the we, we made a candy cane lane between our, our house and our neighbor's house and half of it is dead and i can't get it to come back so oh it's, it's kind of embarrassing <laughs> <laughs> so how are things going for you things are going well um the tree is up and decorated and maybe i'll get to the village we'll see yeah <laughs> yeah All right. Well, last time we got together, we were talking about uh, your secret sauce as to how to give great referrals. And let me tell you, if you did not listen to that one, that one's one you probably should go back and listen to, uh, because that would that would have been episode number forty. And uh, oh, wait a minute, no, that was uh, that was episode thirty nine. Was that that was our our uh, how to give great referrals? Um, Last episode was actually how to create your own networking opportunities. Sorry, I, I I get all confused with which ones are which. Uh, also a great episode, but I really, really recommend you go back and hit that number 39 because uh, this is how my mom gives great referrals without having to spend hours and hours and hours doing it. So uh, go back and listen to that. This week, we are talking about uh, how to succeed as a part of a larger networking group. Uh, this can happen. You might be part of a chamber or a larger association, and sometimes it feels like you can get lost in that. And this was actually prompted by our good friends, uh, Kristen Meyer and Colleen Tankus from the Maumee Chamber. Um, and they specifically said, you know, this is something that people really need to understand because quite often you can, you can attend these larger groups, you know, week after week, month after month, year after year, and feel like you're not getting as much out of it as you could be. And that's because you don't have quite the... Uh, the strategy uh, needed. So uh, we're going to we're going to dive into that today. So mom, what are some of the, the, the first ideas you had about this? Well, when you told me we we're going to talk about this, I immediately thought, divide and conquer, divide and conquer any yeah. large group, right? <laughs> yeah, cut this group into smaller pieces and join a committee. Wait a minute, so, join a, joining a committee sounds like a lot of commitment. <laughs> well, you have to look at what is your time budget, obviously, and also your financial budget. And if you're, if you're paying two or $300 a year for a membership or probably a chamber, and then you're paying for lunchly, lunchly, in-person lunches, whenever that happens, um, and just, you know, in general things, if you're paying all that money and you're not dedicating also a certain amount of budget time, then it's kind of a waste of money. Typically, uh, committees, you can take a look at the committees and, and 
talk to the director or the president or the, the head of the group that you're involved with and say, this is how much time I have, what committee, knowing my, you know, what I like to do, what committee would you recommend? And no president or executive director is going to put you into a committee that requires eight hours a month when you've just told them, I have two hours a month that I can dedicate. Talking to them first. I always, of course, join the membership committee of most organizations. <laughs> it's a fairly small committee. It's fairly light commitment for in most organizations. In some organizations, it might be a little bit more. But for a chamber, typically, um, you're either connecting with current members or maybe even helping to recruit new members. Yeah. Gosh, what a great thing to do because now they know you. And that's the goal is for you to become known as someone that's, you know, the known entity as opposed to all the group. Well, and it's funny because, you know, you talk about being part of membership. If you were, if you are calling up people out of the blue randomly as a part of your business, that's called cold calling. Mm -hmm. um, but if you are calling up members, you actually are a representative of that larger organization. And it, it, it gives you an in that you wouldn't normally have as a result of just, uh, just doing cold calls. Um, I, I know when I was a, a member of the Ann Arbor Chamber, I was uh, on their um, uh, their ambassador group, which was basically, you know, we would welcome new members, we were hosts at events. Uh, so it was just a great opportunity. Once again, you're a representative of a larger group, so that you get to you get seen and recognized more easily as a result of, of going into those smaller, uh, smaller committees. And I've actually received work as a result of being on those smaller groups, you know, because let's face it, when you're at those larger meetings, you know, those, those lunchtime meetings can be a hundred, 200 people. Even if you get a chance to introduce yourself, you're just part of that random crowd. But when you're part of the noise, it's you're just <laughs> noise. Yeah. But when you're in a committee meeting, you're one of what, maybe 10, 20 yeah, people. My, my membership committee for the mommy chamber is quite robust. And I think we have either 10 or 11 or maybe 12 members. And um, so, but you know, they're all the members that want to be above. So there are people that I want to connect with also. It's, it's really, it's great. The people on committees for these larger groups, they tend to be very serious networkers and they understand the value of a closer personal connection with, with each other. So yeah, we, I mean, if, if you can't do that, uh, and this is, I think, also one of the reasons we tell people to limit the number of groups that you're a part of so that you can devote that time to each one um, yeah. and, and get the benefit. Heartily approved there. <laughs> <laughs> well, and if you serve on a committee and you do a good job, you know, you, you honor your responsibilities, you become also a higher level recognition or top of mind, I guess, with the executive director or the staff of the organization. And so when someone calls the chamber and says, I want to connect with someone that does what you do, the chamber director is gonna think of you first. I'm, I'm looking they for may, people that, are, that yeah. are, I'm looking for some training in networking. I'm looking for training in sales. Uh, back when I was a web developer, I, I, got, I got connections from the chamber people saying, yeah, you wanna to talk to Greg Peters. I actually got a really long-term contract as a result of that, so. Yeah. So it, um, it helps you to stand out to the, the powers that be also from the big group. All right. So uh, we divide and conquer. Mm -hmm. uh, what else should we be doing as a, as a part of a larger group in order to be successful? Well, it's kind of a, an addition, in addition to, like, if you, I recommend serving on the membership committee, but there are usually other committees too, but yes. <laughs> um, 
the membership committee, at least with both chambers, I'm a member of a cha chamber in Toledo and then also in Cleveland where we have business also. And for both of those, we reach out to current members. And then um, I also at the big meetings, the big lunch meetings, especially now through Zoom and through the chat box, I reach out to individuals and say, hey, let's get together and you know do a Zoom chat. Or back in the old days, let's get together for a cup of coffee. Cup of coffee. <laughs> back when we used to be able to sit across from each other. <laughs> yeah. So, and I tend to pick out people I don't know because then they know me, I know them. And, and again, what I've done is I hadn't thought, thought about this, but I'm dividing and conquering one person at a time. Mm -hmm. Well, it's also important though, <clears throat> I think a lot of people, they, they think I, I, there's this sort of misnomer that uh, networking is all about going to the networking event. Um, and it's the lunch. It, yeah, going to the lunch or the breakfast or whatever. Um, and the challenge with that is you can, you can meet, it is a good part of networking because you can meet new people and you can, you know, start establishing relationships, but it's really hard to have a deep conversation at a networking lunch. Uh, you're too likely to be interrupted. Um, it tends to be noisy. And, and you and I have had the conversation in the past about the challenges, especially for those of us with uh, uh, auditory, auditory issues, um, being able huh? to, yeah, exactly. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Could you speak up? I mean, uh, those of you who don't wear hearing aids, hearing aids magnify all sounds. It doesn't necessarily allow you to hear the person across from you if you're still surrounded by a lot of background noise. Now, you so, know that you're going to get calls from hearing aid people that say that they have hearing aids that are more wonderful than that and can make that happen. If if they have them, I'd be more than willing to try them out for a free <laughs> trial. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, so the, you can't, it's really very difficult. You know, I've had a, a, an occasion in the past where people, you know, I'd say, hey, would you like to get together with a one-to-one? -one? And people say, well, you know, I'm going to the chamber lunch. Why don't we meet there and talk? you don't have as deep a conversation at a large table in a, in a huge crowded room. It's far better if you want to have a deeper conversation to have a phone call, a zoom meeting, or, you know, at some day, at some point in the future, a, a coffee sitting across the table one-on-one -on -one so you can actually find out more about that person. Yeah. And if you do, if let's pretend that your chamber has 10 events a year, they'll, and you, and you have a goal for yourself to reach out and as a result of that meeting, schedule a, a coffee meeting, a Zoom meeting, whatever, um, one person, that's 10 people a year that didn't know you at the beginning of the year. And now you're elevated a little bit by 12, 12 10 people. Uh, or if you do two a month, it turns into 20 people that know you that much more. And so again, you become an island with people surrounding you and they're looking in towards you. Yep, I, I agree entirely. It, it, it doesn't take much, um, I mean, really, to, to meet one or two people at any given larger event. Um, and it, it, especially now that we're pretty much all virtual, it's really hard for us to have any kind of a conversation. You almost have to request a one-on-one a, a, a -on -one at some point or a one-to-one -one yes. conversation. Yep. All right. Uh, what what else can we do to to kind of stand out at a at a larger in a larger group? Um, you, we've talked about volunteering for committees. We've talked about um, uh, we talked about uh, having more one to one interaction with other members. Uh, are there any other options that we have that that may help us stand out a little bit? I had one, but I've forgotten what it is, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> 
and now you find out how the how the sausage is made. <laughs> uh, I, I think we we mentioned something about uh, volunteering for less glamorous jobs. Oh yes. How could I have forgotten that How part? I because I didn't because, say because less we glamorous. discussed this before the meeting. Mom had other words for less glamorous jobs. <laughs> and I suggested that perhaps we want to keep this at least on a PG rating. So, <laughs> All right. See, you shut me down and then I didn't remember it. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so these less glamorous jobs, what, what sort of things might that be? And, 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 and why would this be of benefit to us? It could be... I know our mommy chamber and um, the uh, Rocky River chamber from time to time when, when we used to have events, there would be an opportunity for members either to pay a small fee or sometimes be free to put all their materials into a bag that all the participants then were going to get. And so there would be hundreds, piles of hundreds of different people's stuff that needed to go into, I think when um, for the Rocky River Chamber, we did this always for the uh, Business Expo, and I think we did, I'm probably going to say some wrong numbers, but it almost seems to me that we did a thousand bags, Ooh. because I, I remember we would have about a thousand people come through the Business Expo, so we had to have bags for everyone that, that contained the material of everyone. Right. That is a huge job if you don't have someone helping you. And even when you're not doing, even when you're only doing a couple hundred, but you have 50 different people's things that need to go into the bags, if that's something that you can volunteer for and, you know, help out. It's not the, the always the best networking because you're, you know, you have to pay attention to what you're doing. <laughs> and funny one, I can tell a funny story when uh, we were doing it for the golf outing for the mommy chamber a couple years ago. And we were down in the lower level of the mommy indoor theater and big, long table set up. And we're all, there were probably, I don't know, maybe 15 people. So we were all going around in a circle around the, these tables to then, you know, put the bag in, in a huge box when it was done. But we would get sore on just one side of our body because of muscle strain. So at some point, Kristen would say, okay, everyone changed. Now we have to go around the other way. <laughs> so that's one job is stuffing, you know, bags or envelopes or whatever. Well, I know that uh, with NSA, uh, uh, back when we still had in-person monthly meetings, one of the, one of the jobs was a greeter. Um, we, yeah. we met at a hotel where it had two entrances and you never knew which ballroom were. So it was really important to have someone standing by the door to welcome people as they came in. You became the face of the organization in, in many ways. Yep. So that's, you know, that's not glamorous, but it's important. Yeah. And um, another one could be that um, maybe someone needs to be, I know the, the Women's Entrepreneurial Network, we would have a buffet but we would have, we would be given little uh, tickets when we paid for our lunch, when we registered, because not, not everyone would purchase lunch. So there would have to be someone at the beginning of the buffet with a little basket that they collected tickets <laughs> so that the, you know, the ticket count could equal how many, you know, all that stuff. Um, not a glamorous job, but it was a necessary one. Well, and these, these non-glamorous jobs, it, it, it... First of all, it, it puts you in good stead with the organizers. 
the, mm -hmm. the people who are actually running the larger uh, organi organization, they see you as a valid and valuable part of that community. It puts you often, while you may not be uh, interacting with people, they see you as a part of that larger group. They see you handing out the flyers. They see you greeting at the door. Um, it, it gives you a, a better reputation as a part of that organization and a more visible one. Um, so that that way, when you do, when you're done with your job, and quite often these jobs don't require you be a, you know busy the entire uh, like event or whatever, um, then they you when you walk out into the into the general networking, you are suddenly oh yeah okay, I saw you at the door and it, it's yeah, a much easier introduction process. You know, so <laughs> yes, and another um, I don't know it's not a thankless job and it's not unglamorous for that matter, but many times the chamber lunches or breakfast will then have um, time where people are around the tables introducing themselves to each other. So those eight or 10 people get to have a little more in-depth introduction. And if there hasn't been some thought in advance, there's always that awkward time when you, you go, you know, when it's time for everyone to start, no one knows who's going to start. So you can just identify yourself. I'm going to always be the leader unless someone else is. I'm going to be the leader of the table or of the, the breakout room. I'm going to start immediately by calling on someone to, to do whatever we've been instructed to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I, I know that I see that at uh, NSA. We uh, Even during virtual times, we're broken out into uh, breakout rooms of four or five. And, and quite often, if, if no one says anything, no one says anything. Exactly. It's, Breaking that surface tension is scary. Yeah. So, so be the leader. So, you know, hey, you know, okay, well, here's the question. So, Barb, why don't you go ahead and start us out? They don't know that you are not the leader. So, right. you know, <laughs> might as well let them you, go. Um, the fact that the fact that you have stepped up means that you are the leader. We're, we're going to have to hold on just a second. <laughs> Apparently, my phone heard me talking and assumed that I wanted to hear Christmas music, which it then started playing through my hearing aids. <laughs> it's a little distracting. <laughs> we, we may keep that one actually in. We'll see how that goes. <laughs> okay. I love it. Okay. So um, again, you know, an uh, unsung hero job, but people at your table, first of all, are going to remember that you made them feel comfortable. Yes. They're not going to know why, but, yeah, but, but, and there's, but there's actually a second part of that. And that is when you're in a networking situation, and I can think of this at, uh, for example, BNI meeting or Business Network International, each week, uh, one member gives a longer presentation. It's usually somewhere between five and 10 minutes, depending on the size of the chapter. Many times members at the end say, do you have any questions? Which is the worst thing to do, but that's another topic entirely. We'll, we'll, we'll get into that some other point. <laughs> yeah. But many times people say, do we have any questions? And so if you are the person that is, while they're the person who is speaking, you're thinking, what can I ask about whatever information is being delivered? You're, first of all, you're gonna be a hero to them. And yeah. if, if it's in a, a bigger meeting, like a chamber meeting where there's a speaker and again, they say, you know, do you have any questions? Again, if it's a, if it's hopefully not a stupid question, you're going to stand out from the crowd. You're going to stand out from the crowd no matter what, if you ask a question, uh, whether it's stupid or not. But um, it's another way to just 
be head and shoulders above everyone else. Yeah, as a speaker, um, when when we go to uh, the when I have been asked request by some some of my uh, uh, contacts uh, to have a Q and A session, and I have some mechanisms to to improve chances of getting good questions. Um, but yeah, the worst thing that can happen is, so are there any questions? And all you hear is yeah. crickets. Uh, it's, yeah. just, it's agonizing. So yeah, if you can be the one to, to raise your hand and say, hey, yeah, you said this thing about this. Heck, even if you just ask them about their background, I've had, I've spoken at uh, Eastern Michigan University and one of the kids just said, okay, could you tell me how you went from being a computer programmer to a speaker? I, I need to understand that. So, you know, it doesn't necessarily, just ask them, ask anything at that point. <laughs> yes. So I think those are the, the three and a half. Three and a half. <laughs> so, we, so we had divide and conquer, join a committee. Uh, second one was uh, meet outside of uh, the larger meetings with individuals and then volunteer for the less glamorous jobs. And then the half is sort of take responsibility, be out there uh, and, and be a leader within any small groups that you're a part of. Yeah, and, and ask questions when it's appropriate. Ask questions when it's appropriate. Well, I think that's a, a pretty good coverage. I think that, that anyone who follows those particular steps are going to find themselves much more successful than those who just wander into the monthly meeting and wander back out again. Yeah. So, <laughs> all right. So uh, next time we're going to be talking about uh, something which I've always found kind of an, uh, an interesting uh, exercise, the, the whole idea of a networking scorecard to keep track of how well you are doing in your networking practice. Um, and this, uh, this is something I think you'll all find very intriguing to, to, to be able to put some numbers to your behaviors. Oh, well, I want to thank you all for tuning into our program again today. Uh, if you did enjoy it, please comment on our Facebook pages. The links will be in the episode notes. Do share it with friends whom you think that might be benefited by this. Uh, if you'd like to hear more from us, we are back every single week. We'd love to have you subscribe. Uh, and uh, until next time, go out and make some great connections. Take care of yourself, Mom. All right. Thanks, Greg. We'll see you. Bye-bye. Bye. You've been listening to the Third Generation Networking Podcast with your hosts, Greg and Debbie Peters. If you'd like to learn more about our new virtual training programs, go to connectnation.com.